0: That was eye-opening for me because I always felt like I was passionate about certain things. And I always felt like, I don't know, like I almost didn't fit in in a lot of these situations. And I would try to adapt. But this gave me insight as to how passionate I am relative to other people about certain things. And yes, I do look at the world differently. And that was kind of affirming for me. The tool is neutral. It's not judgmental. It's really data. Data is never personal. It's just data. So it helped me accept that I have a different view than most people do and to also adjust my perception of other people because now I know my lens is so different than theirs and I have more of an appreciation for those different points of view than I did before. I think I've always been a very accepting person I'm accepting and understanding of others, but now it's, it's deepened that understanding and appreciation, I think, too.
1: That great quote is from my discussion today with Anne Wallovan. She is a trimetrics expert and an assistant vice president in human resources at Hub International. It's a great discussion with her. It's exciting to be back in my podcast studio. I've taken eight months off. Uh, to tackle a renovation, a sale of a home, a move, which I'm loving where I'm more living now, while running my business. And I was helping as a volunteer president at the Hartman Institute. So can't think a better way to get back in the groove than to have this smart and heartfelt discussion with and about how it's okay to be exactly who you are, which is the whole idea of trimetrics assessments and um, how we help people wake up eager, understand their strengths and use that tool as one way to build quicker understanding and great communication and conversation. So can't wait to share it with you. Michael, hit it. Hi there. This is Susie and you are listening to the Wake Up Eager Workforce podcast where we cover everything related to helping you and the employees and the organizations you work in build a high commitment, low drama, wake up eager workforce. And that's what we're about here in this podcast. That's what we're about in the work we do around hiring and onboarding and team building, the work we do with our certification programs that we have. So others can become experts. This is episode 80. And as I mentioned at the start, the title is It's Okay to Be Exactly Who You Are. And it is with TriMetrics Analyst, Ann Wallivant. She's a Certified Professional Disc Analyst, Certified Professional Motivators Analyst, and a TriMetrics Expert Analyst. And you can find the show notes for today's episode at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash Ann, and it's spelled A-N-N-E, and it's all lowercase, pricelessprofessional.com forward slash Ann. The three things that we focus on today, we talk about what was eye-opening for Anne as she went through the Trimetrics certification and about the tool Trimetrics as she became an expert. And we talk about how to use Trimetrics to be a great leader, teacher, coach, and the importance of developing self and other awareness. So let me tell you a little bit about Anne. She's been is a human resource professional. She's been in that uh, field since 1997 in a large, uh, wide variety of industries, medical device technology, media publishing, healthcare, insurance and financial services. And as I mentioned, her current position is assistant vice president and human resource manager with Hub International in New England. She has a bachelor's of fine art from Rhode Island School of Design, and she lives and works in Maine with her husband and her daughter and she is not only completed the certifications so i mentioned certified professional disk analyst certified professional motivators analyst at trimetrics expert analyst she completed each and she completed 100% on all three exams. And the exams are not easy to pass, much less, I and mean, we, we try to help people make sure they're ready to pass, and, and many do, because it's open book exam, but it is tricky to get 100% correct. So she, is a, she is, has become an expert, though she's too modest to say that she is, but you'll hear in her discussions today in our conversation what she learned and how she's using it, and more about uh, her and the journey journey of accepting who you are and knowing that you're okay just the way you are. So I hope you enjoy the episode. And welcome. So glad to have you here. Thanks for taking time to be on the podcast. Thank you, Susie. So glad to have you here. You've just been wonderful to work with and wonderful to get to know and just been such an excellent student. And anybody who likes being a teacher loves an excellent student. (laughs) So just so thankful that you're here and um, uh, you've become quite an expert in Trimetrics. And I know you're uh, so gracious that you might would say, oh, I'm not an expert yet, but you've been (laughs) pretty pretty far along there. And so Trimetrics is the assessment that you completed the certifications in. And we're going to talk about those tools. Tools during this podcast the, that that actual tool and the sciences within it. Why don't we start out with you giving us a little bit of an overview of what TriMetrics is? Yes, thank you. Yeah,
0: TriMetrics is. I found it just incredibly fascinating. It's a it's a wonderful tool that gives us a great deal of information about people, ourselves and others. And it it's called TriMetrics because it measures us in three different ways. The first one is called DISC, and that tells us about our behaviors, how people behave. Trimetrics uses the analogy of a car. So DISC tells us how people drive that car through traffic, how they navigate through difficult situations, and how they treat other people on the road. The other measurement is the motivators, and that tells us what puts gas in the tank, what energizes the person. What inspires them to take action, to take it to the next level, to do something? And what do they find the most rewarding? Those are really great keys to know about someone. The first measurement disc is something that you can observe when you meet someone or interact with them. You can see how they behave and how they respond to different situations and understand a little bit about them. The disc gives you tools to help deepen that understanding. The motivators, you can't tell by looking at someone. You would have to know them really, really well for a very long time. They would have to really trust you to reveal some of these things. So it gives you great insight to others and and yourself. And then the third, the most fascinating to me, it's called acumen or personal skills. And it is an instrument I have never seen anywhere else before. It tells us how someone is thinking and feeling. and It tells us what kind of capacity for insight do they have to the world around them and to themselves. And it tells us a lot about how they're making decisions. And those are things you can't tell during an interview are very difficult to even understand about yourself sometimes. So um, yeah, it's an incredibly useful tool professionally and personally.
1: when when you and I've had different conversations that I've thoroughly enjoyed, Um, you've talked about the assessments being eye-opening and they've been effective professionally and personally. And you touched on a little bit of it when you uh, shared your great description of the three sciences in trimetrics, but anything else you would say about what you found is eye-opening, you know, as you're working with others and for yourself? Yeah, I think what, and this is part of what sets this tool apart for
0: me is that it shows us a spectrum of all of these three tools, right? And it puts you on that spectrum and it puts you or the other person on that spectrum. So, you know, you might know that you're an introvert, but you might not know how introverted you are related to other people or how extroverted you are or how dominant or how amiable, like it tells you just so many things about where you are. And I think that was eye opening for me because I always, felt like I was passionate about certain things. And I always felt like, I don't know, like I almost didn't fit in in a lot of these situations and I would try to adapt. But this gave me insight as to how passionate I am relative to other people about certain things. And yes, I do look at the world differently. And that was kind of affirming for me. The tool is neutral. It's not judgmental. It's really data. And that's data is never personal. It's just data. So it helped me accept that I have a different view than most people do and to also adjust my perception of other people because now I know my lens is so different than theirs and I have more of an appreciation for those different points of view than I did before. I think I've always been a very accepting person accepting and understanding of others, but now it's it's deepened that understanding and appreciation. I think, too. That's awesome. You can see yeah, why you did 100% on all three <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's This type of material has been a lifelong interest of mine. So it was, I was just naturally devoted to learning. And I just kind of couldn't get enough of it and still go back to it all the time.
1: So a passion of yours lifelong, is that the being interested in what makes people tick? Or how would you describe it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, why people do the things they do. Why would someone do that? Like, remembering my lens is pretty skewed compared to other people's. So, like, to me, the the fact that someone would do anything different than me was just kind of incomprehensible. So, (laughs) it's really helped me. It's really helped me kind of round that
1: out. Yeah. And you have a long career in human resources and seen many other assessment tools. And I think one time when we were talking, don't want to get on a big topic about it, but it just helped reference to people how trimetrics is like maybe another assessment they're familiar with. You have had mentioned something about how it was different from others that you had used. Anything else you would say about that? It just contains
0: so much more data. And I think, you know, it gives you this report that's like almost 40 pages long with so much information in it, you can you can skim through it and get a lot out of it. You can go really deep and get even more out of it. The coaching tools are just incredible. Um, but the data, it, it's the three different measurements that set it apart. You can, the disc section of the test is something that I think you can find parallels to in other assessments. But I've never seen the other two in other tools that I've used. And I think they are just incredibly revealing. And like I mentioned earlier on, the DISC is also something that you can get to through an interview if you're really good at it, at interviewing. You can't get to those other things without someone participating in an assessment like this. Yeah. yeah. You
1: get a lot more data about what's, what I always call it intangible, the intangible yes. things. Yes. That matter later on on the job, but they're hard to figure out. And it right, is. right. It can be hard. So, okay. So I'm going to read a favorite statement that I've had. It's uh, called a great teacher and I've helped it really touched me when I first learned about, and I probably read it 20 years ago. And it's from Abraham Hicks, which is a philosopher that I follow, kind of a motivational speaker person. You could change the word teacher as you're listening to this. It'll also be in the show notes for our listeners. But I'm going to read it because I think it applies so much to how this assessment not only helps us know who we are, but helps us work more effectively with others. And so I'm going to read it so you can, uh, everybody can hear it. And then I'm going to have Ann comment on it. And as I mentioned, the, it will be listed in the show notes. So here it is. A great teacher. A great teacher is a fabulous student. A great teacher is someone who understands where you are and understands where you want to go and helps you build bridges to get you there. A great teacher is always looking toward where she knows you want to go and never looking back at where you've been. A great teacher never asks you to justify why you are where you are, but instead looks optimistically with you where you're going. A great teacher loves where she is, but doesn't demand that you be in the same place. A great teacher honors where you are and encourages movement from where you are to what you want to be and leaves where she is and what she wants to be out of the student's equation. Oh, well, it got me almost a little choked up. Reading <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, that's good it's just stuff. so powerful to me. It's so honoring to others. How does that strike right, Exactly. you? Yeah, it's honoring of others and it's leaving you out of the, yourself out of the equation as a, culture, right. a facilitator or a friend or, a, or an aunt or a parent. Talk a little bit about yeah. that statement and how, it, how or if it does speak to you.
0: Yes, it did. And it's very moving, I think. And it also it really aligns itself with what we're trying to do with the Trimetrics tools. First of all, the first thing that stands out to me on that quote is it's so future oriented which is just like, it's such a relief. It's uplifting and, it, and it's energizing, like to know that you can just move on, move forward, let the baggage go and focus on something new, exciting. So that part of it is, is great. And then the second part is what you just touched on. It's recognizing and honoring those boundaries between ourselves and others. So that we're not trying to change who we are. We're not trying to change who the other person is. We're not trying to make that person into us, but rather lift them up, empower them to become who they are most fully and to reach those places that they want to go on their own. So it Mm -hmm. inspires confidence in their own abilities. I think it recognizes the different strengths that people have, even when those strengths can create conflicts and kind of having an an appreciation for how to come together with those differences and collaborate.
1: That's excellent. Yes. That's, that's when I first read that, I guess the, you know, something inside of me knew that's, you know, the kind of teacher I want to be. That's the kind of person I want to be. Am I there all the time? No, but what helps is the assessment. It helped. It's, it's helped me be, and it helps people move from judgment to understanding. Yes, that's exactly it. You know, so I'm not judging you anymore because you're doing it till like you said earlier, I'm not, you're doing something totally different than the way I would do it. But I'm looking at it going, "Huh, wow, that's different. But I get why you're doing it. And then yeah. it, from understanding to acceptance and, and then even valuing and fully loving and appreciating and enjoying it, what a different world it is if we're not pointing out why everybody's wrong but why they're right exactly exactly there's no judgment about it. it's just
0: about understanding
1: yeah yeah Yeah. love it i know i've had coaches in my past and um i hope i've not done this but i might have been guilty of it where they bring their bias in You know, they mean to not yes. don't mean to do that, but they think you should do what they would do, how you they should be somebody
0: it. different, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it's, happens, so it's to a lot. Help, but they're coming from their perspective, and I think a lot of advice we get is from that main too it
0: is the world it really is, it really is, and it can lead you astray, I think. Yeah. I know I've been there, I think I've done it unfortunately, you know unintentionally, yeah, but you know it's all part of our journey of learning,
1: yes. Yes. Uh, Can you think of examples about since you've learned the motivators and, you know, people as you're around or working with uh, the motivators more and the other parts of the tools? One of the things, all your exams you rated 100 percent, but especially on the motivators, your languaging and deep understanding of it was uh, inspiring to me. So I'd be curious to see if you, what you've seen is you've helped other people understand their motivators or, hmm. and anything else you'd like to say about yourself.
0: Yeah, I think it's just incredible to me how similar we all are and how different at the same time. And I really got into that section of the assessment I did. I spent a lot of time on it. And at first I thought, yeah, at first I was like, oh, this is easy. I get it. You know. But the more I read, the more fascinating it became and then tying those motivators to the other parts of the assessment the disc and the acumen, was really interesting and I started to have insights that aren't in the book you know that that I could tie together especially if I knew the person and made yeah those can you think of an example without naming anybody or so I was surprised more like I I thought I would be able to say oh yeah that person's a this and this person's a that And Mm -hmm. then after having them take the assessment, I was surprised a couple of times like, oh, this is not the way I expected it. I don't know at all. (laughs) You know, this is not how it was. I thought it was going to come out. And so that's where I think I really learned more is when the assessment was something very different than what my assumptions were about the individual that I knew really well. That was probably the most eye-opening piece for me. And so the other thing was, these particular people ended up scoring really highly in motivators that are my lowest motivators. I call them the demotivators. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. And,
0: um, you know, these are people that I love and have worked with and, and known for a long time. And uh, to have this new insight about them was just wonderful because then I, I suddenly everything started to click. Like I understood why certain behaviors were happening. I thought in a couple of instances that these people were high D because I was so opposite to what they wanted to do, and I was like, "What? Why? Why are they acting like that?" And once I understood what the motivators were, I could not only understand but also attach an appreciation for what they were trying to do, what they're striving for. I didn't make any judgments like that. That's terrible. I didn't. I stopped saying that in my head and started seeing it in an entirely different light. Like okay, this person is really striving to achieve this or live by this certain value. And that's important to them. And and now I know how to talk to that person in a different way. And the cards that, you know, the sheets that you, that you provide with the words that work. Yeah. Those are fantastic. And I started to like try them out with those people that have really different motivators than I do. And it's like magic. It just like suddenly we're connecting on a level that we never did before. And it's just wonderful. They feel appreciated. They feel understood. And that makes someone want to work with you more. They open up more. They're more cooperative. They feel more energized. They feel like you're lifting them up and being supportive. Really, it's just listening and being open to different ways of thinking.
1: You touched on what your least interested or demotivators. The assessment points that out. And then we <laughs> call it your number one and two and your number six. Yeah. You know, the ones we focus on just in, in class, you know, short time learning. But so sometimes you would see what you're probably emphasizing is your number six, least interested, demotivator. Somebody else had it as their number one. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yes. Yeah. And that can lead to a lot of conflict. But, you know, if you have that awareness about it, I think it can lead to incredible collaboration because you're going to be bringing things that are so different to the table and complementing each other.
1: And for the listeners, just to to recap, the motivators is the part of the assessment when Anne started, that's about how, what puts gas in your tank. Mm -hmm. So it's what causes you to want to take action. It's not visible just to restate it. And yeah. then one other quick comment is the card you're talking about. And for the, the listeners, memory jogger I mean, card, yeah. yeah, memory jogger card, it's yeah. a two one page two sided and it has all the six motivators listed on it. And it lists, you know, blind spots, stressors, descriptors, what they want And so I'll I'll put that in the show notes for anybody who's interested and would Mm -hmm. like to see that or maybe use that or maybe look at the motivators and wonder, wonder which one is mine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) wonder which motivator, you know, after you got to know, after you knew the motivators and then applied it to them, it started to make sense, but it wasn't what you initially would have picked. Right.
0: That right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, No, I was way off. Yeah. And a couple of them. Yeah you really can't tell and and like i said these are people that i know really well yeah really well so i was i was very surprised
1: and you mentioned the disc i like the disc assessment but it does get weaponized sometimes and we assume mm-hmm. if somebody's doing a particular behavior that is only related to their style um and we're really shortchanging people not to understand them more fully Yeah. If you're trying to help them be effective, if you just try to make a decision on disc or you label people, put them in a box, not that you're doing that. There's so much
0: more to it.
1: There's so much more to who somebody is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's just a small piece of it. There's a lot more going on behind
1: the scenes. And our motivators are nature nurture, so we come in with these, and then we can usually reflect back and say, "Who influenced my motivators?" And it's mm-hmm. usually either that you're doing what you grew up in, or you're doing the opposite of it because you chose to. So it's not going to change. They're not things right. that you try to change. They're all just, like you said, non-judgmental. Yeah. All right. And anything else you want to share about using this information? In your own life, you've just shared a good bit. There might, we might've covered everything, but I don't know if you had any other examples of how it's influenced you.
0: I think I've touched on it all. It just has really helped me. It's given me a lot more patience. I'm already pretty patient, but on the outside, but it's given me a lot more patience on the inside and a lot more um, appreciation for the values that other people have that might be really different than my own. Yeah. 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 And so I, you know that's pretty remarkable. That's I think that's something that can help everyone at work in their relationships everywhere. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm certain that it's helped all of my personal life and my professional life for sure, but personal life for sure. Yeah. You know, understanding where somebody's coming from and like, "Oh, okay, I get it." Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> So I've highlighted about you acing the exams. And so if anybody here is uh, listening or listeners are listening and they're thinking about certification or they're actually currently going through it, a current student, uh, what advice would you share? How did you study?
0: Well, first of all, I'm naturally interested in the subject matter. So that's that gives you an advantage right away. Right. You don't have to force me to do it. I'm I'm doing it because I really want to. Yeah. Yeah. but second of all, I also really enjoy studying. <laughs> I read the material over and over and over. And even the books themselves, I have, I wish I could show you. But I, as soon as I get the book, I kind of separate it into chapters. I put tabs all over it, you know, with my like um, sticky notes, the different chapters, and then also tabs on specific sections that I want to be able to reference really quickly, so that I can go right to that spot without having to spend the extra mental energy searching for it. So my notes are all very, very organized, so I can find them quickly. That is also key when you are practicing, because you know you, you want to do some prep time before you sit down with someone and start going over the report. And the less time you have to spend and oh, where was that Where was that? No, I can't remember what chapter that was in. You know, my tabs take me right there. And then the last thing is review, 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 review. There's a statistics on how quickly we forget information that we
1: learn. Which I won't. I can't remember this exact. It's yeah, <laughs> great statistic. It I can that. remember it. <laughs> I, think I think it's so like that. we remember twenty percent in ten days or something like that. Of yeah, what you what we keep, and then it keeps, the keeps going long. down. down. It's yeah. going
0: down. the yeah. more time you've spent away from it, but it keeps going down. So yeah. I go back to it frequently to make sure that the information is fresh, and that has a dual benefit. Not only do I remember it more quickly, but also. I see new things in there every time I look at the material. Yeah. You know, you, you take in more information. And it helps you make more of those connections. Yeah. It gives you more insight between the three different assessments. And then practice, 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 practice. Yeah, the you more I practice, really good at
1: that. We give you practice exams and you use them. Yeah, and yeah. Was, not everybody does. And it really does make a difference. It's oh, it makes a huge difference. Taking the text and putting it on. And it's like a whole other light bulb comes on. You it know, does, especially reading. if
0: you have to write it out. Like when I did the practice exams, I, I did it in writing because, you know, writing helps you focus your thoughts and yeah. articulate them very specifically. And I would say that's probably if I could only pick one thing, I would say do that and see yeah. where it yeah. takes you.
1: Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Anything else?
0: The support materials that you provide on your website are phenomenal, like all of the videos and the the, um, learning bites. So I would also say, look at all of it. There's a lot of material, but each piece, it's not overwhelming in and of itself. So you can pick up wherever you want and just look at stuff and it'll lead you to something else too. Yeah. It's great stuff.
1: Thank you. And I think one of the best of things that I also see is in best interpreters of the assessments are people who understand their own results. And oh, my gosh. Right yes. To you took right to that and by understanding your style. And so your that's key.
0: Yeah. You yes. really have to know that or else, you know, your lens is going to color everything else that you're looking at. And so you can look at everyone else's, but you'll never understand where you are. Yeah. In relation to that person, that's just critical.
1: Yeah, It's hard to give something to somebody that we don't already own ourselves. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of, oh my gosh, is it humbling? Like the way I described it was you kind of feel naked. Like there's very few people that know this about me besides you and maybe my husband. Of, of uh, Gosh, we've been together for decades. And even he doesn't maybe know everything that's in this assessment. So yeah, it makes you feel kind of vulnerable. Yeah. And that takes courage. Yeah. It takes courage to look at yourself. It's easy to look at other people's assessments and think about how they're behaving and what they could maybe do differently to tweak certain things. But man, is it humbling to look at yourself. Yeah. Um, That is, is hard for people to do, anybody. Yeah. So I would say I would encourage everybody to do that
1: first. And the, and the that goes back to our quote that we read, the little statements from Abraham Hicks, that that's why it's so important as a coach to be so supportive and in the camp of the person you're coaching and not mm-hmm. trying to make them over in yourself and to see this assessment and see the strengths, and not see what's yes. wrong with someone. That was the first thing you told wrong. me when, okay, when I it? took mine, yeah. you said,
0: you know, and you're like, you go everybody does the same thing they always go right to the things that they see as their weaknesses and I did exactly that like a bee to a flower yeah. oh yeah, that's like where I that's where I stink
1: and <laughs> i usually like lift the chin up and, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah you're like you, you
0: want to focus on the strengths and that's helped me when I'm meeting with other people I do the same thing now I know yeah that's what you do you really do you, not only do I know it theoretically I know
1: it <laughs> in my gut that's what you do yeah. 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 Cause focusing on strings, it helps us be effective and it helps us understand our blind spots because most of the blind spots have to do with an overuse of our strings. Right. So it's like just focus there. Because, and we never talk about our strengths and, and we want to take yeah. in this vulnerability. It's okay to feel vulnerable. I certainly have and do. And, you know, if I retake it, I'm like, oh, what's it going to say? <laughs> Especially on the acumen part. How am I doing? <laughs> how am I thinking clearly? Because that changes. Um, but at the end of the day, um, that's how we grow and that's how we understand. But we have to be sensitive to it, you know, with other people and not yes. just be ready yeah. to tell them how they need to change a bunch of things. Right. You want to, people don't change them up. that way. Yeah. People, and people don't change that way. We can't do 10 things at once. Well, What's That's the biggest funny. thing that relates to what they're trying to deal with right now that could help them be more effective? How could the assessment? One thing, you know? Yes, yes. So, and then it goes from there. That's awesome. Talk about who's influenced you to your greatness. What did they say and do that? So, so many useful? people, my goodness.
0: I've been incredibly blessed with lots of good influences. It's hard for me to pick a specific person. I would say the people who have influenced me the most, aside from the people who've been critical, because those are the ones you never forget. Sometimes Um, it's helpful. It's not, I'm not saying you don't need to
1: talk about blood spots, but...
0: Sure, sure. Um, but yes. But the people who've influenced me the most, I think I've been, I've always struggled with my self-confidence. And I think the people who've helped me the most are people who see that without being critical of it and have helped me, like have encouraged me to trust myself. My husband is definitely one of those people. And yet at the same time, they, you know, they don't let you off easy. They don't let you shirk away from the hard stuff. They help you persevere and push through. Um, And that's what builds confidence. Yeah. So that's, I would say that's the type of
1: person who's helped me.
0: My current manager is like that too. She's wonderful. Yeah.
1: So support, what I use, I'm thinking of it through the lens of what I've think about is support and challenge. Yes. Yeah. So you do, they do both. They don't both. just rah, rah, rah. And they right. don't say wrong, wrong, wrong. They do both. Right. Rah, rah. And oops, here, look at this. Or,
0: or try it this way and see yeah. what happens. And yeah. And they don't tell you, they let you experience and come to your own conclusion.
1: Sounds like you've had, been surrounded by a lot of great coaches, including your current boss.
0: Yeah, I think I have. I, I think I have. And I think I've been really lucky. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, how about books or training programs? You know, maybe we've already talked about the certification yeah. process. Are there particular books that you're a favorite? Or,
0: um... Um, that is a really tough question because I read kind of obsessively. There's so many books that I, that I read. I, there are many that I go back to and reread um, yeah. throughout my life. Right now, my favorite books are like autobiographical and especially books that are by people who have emigrated to the United States from other really different other cultures. My parents were both immigrants. So I feel like that I like I have a particular affinity for those types of stories because I remember like observing their experiences and their struggles with the different culture and language. And I love stories like that. And then I also like history so a book that I read often is, I'm holding it up like people can see me, The <laughs> uh, Sa- Sapiens, have you heard of that one? It's called Sapiens, S-A-P-I-E-N-S, A Brief History of Humankind. We'll put it in the show notes. By Yuval Noah Harari, and I apologize if I mispronounced his name. But it's, it's a great, very readable, high-level story of the evolution of people oh. from pre- historic to current time and a lot of it is quite opinionated and he has very specific opinions but i don't always agree with everything he writes but the way he presents the development of people is just fascinating and i can pick it up anywhere any chapter and just start there and it's great and you can the chapters themselves aren't that long so you can read them fairly quickly they're awesome. not too too hard to understand like in terms of well, you know some
1: historians use really <laughs> they're really hard to read. But yeah, that sounds it's,
0: great. It's a good book, yeah.
1: Okay, we're going to put that in the show notes. Anything else or does that cover it for now?
0: That covers it. Lately, I've been reading things that people who live in my area who are new to um, the country have written. One of them is called Call Me American by Abdi Iften and that one's fantastic. Another one is called "Sai." comma, gone, like Saigon, but it's Sai, like... S-I-G-H, yeah. Yeah, gone. And his name is Fooktron. And they just, wow, like just total different perspectives on what it's like to be here in our culture, especially if you don't quite fit in. Oh, wow. Or That's have seen awesome. things that people here, at, uh, you know, uh, would never have seen or experienced. And um, yeah, heartbreaking stories, some of them, but fantastic and they help again. Like it all kind of goes back to information that helps us understand each other's experiences and each other more, and to come together.
1: I would say that that's probably your theme as yeah. you're talking. And I was thinking about different conversations we had and what you've said today. It's it's that idea I've always been interested in. You know why people do what they do, how they yeah. got where they got, uh, yeah. understanding them, appreciating them. That's you know so ties so nicely into. I think what you're feeling is your purpose here.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Perhaps. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Okay. So when you think of somebody who's successful, or the word successful, what who or what comes to mind? Maybe there's a person that comes to mind or something else. Like so
0: again, this one was like, I I was thinking about this question and I thought, God, there's so many people that I think of as successful. At first, it was surprising to me that what first came to mind was people who make a lot of money, because that's not always my highest motivator that was something that came to me and then I I thought about it a little bit more and it's like well why is that and it was because there are people like Oprah Winfrey for example I think she's an incredibly successful person but it's not just about money it's she's cultivated her skill right she started out in journalism and it's something that she enjoyed and she honed that skill to a level where she probably had some real satisfaction from how excellent she became at it and then, um, she elevated it. She took it somewhere different, somewhere new and she shared it. So she's, she's sharing it with the world and elevating everybody around her. Oh. I've never met Oprah Winfrey, so I don't know if this is true or not, but in my mind, she's someone who really puts the focus on that, understanding that other person and helping all of us understand them too. I always really admired that. I thought that was incredible.
1: There's your theme again. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I love it. So it's nothing it, about that. It's interesting because everyone I thought of is kind of has that quality. Like they've they've honed us, they've cultivated a skill that they really enjoy, that they have a passion for, that they love. And they share it with others, but also they're able to make a living from it. And they do something good, like they influence people and they help people understand each other. That again, that's that theme you were talking about, but yeah. you know, you're know, you one of those people. You do oh. that. I'm striving to be that. I'm not an influential type of person like that. I'm kind of the opposite. I'm quite introverted. So that's something that I think that's why I admire it so much when we see it in other people. There are a lot of leaders at Hub International where I work who are like that
1: too. So I would say to back to you, thank you for your oh. comment about me, but I would say to you, you're very inspiring. Oh, thank you. So you've totally been inspiring during this conversation. So that is influential. Just you being you. (laughs) That's wonderful. Thank you. That's a good compliment. And I'm sure people that are listening, um, if you are, please leave us some comments or send me a note that they're inspired by Hmm. your honesty and authenticity and your interests. So you have more of it than you might be giving yourself credit (laughs) for. I don't know. (laughs) Possible. (laughs) But I love that. I love you. your theme. I love what you shared. Uh, now we have some fun questions Let we get closer <laughs> to our last couple of questions. Um, these are just get to know you. So first one is your favorite guilty pleasure TV show. Oh
0: yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> I love American Greed. On oh Sunday. really. <laughs> what is that? American Greed? What do they do? It's they about, buy it, like have these fancy things or it's, what is it? Some um,
0: stories about people who have gone to the dark side in terms of accumulating wealth and power and what they did to get there like people who have committed like major fraud like international fraud and things like that and like they're people like you and me so I find it completely fascinating how this happens like why yeah. did they like go off just, the
1: rails yeah you know, how did they get so far over it's there it's just
0: fascinating like yeah. why what made them do that and kind of all goes back to that desire to understand Uh my other one is a totally different show it's on pbs and it's called all creatures great and small have you ever Uh, heard of it it's it's based on a series of books by a a veterinarian named james harriet and it's set in it's like he wrote these stories based on his own experiences as a vet in i think it's the north of england in a very rural area in the late 1930s. And my mother loved the books. And I remember seeing her reading them when I was a kid. And she was like, oh, read it, read it, read it. And it's because it was kind of the world she grew up in. She's not from the north of England. She's from a very rural part of Ireland, though, in that same time she was born in the 30s. And so I would have like, I'm not reading that when I was a teenager. No, you know, not interested. Thanks, mom. But now that she's gone, it's been a great kind of a connection to the world that she lived in. And, a comp- oh my gosh, the world has changed so much in that time. And it's so it fascinates me how different things were, how much we've evolved, how we did things, like just simple things, like everyday things, the way that we made breakfast, you know, so different than the way that we do things today. So just, I don't know. I love it. I can just watch it over and over again. And it's beautiful. Like there's no litter. (laughs) There's no pollution. It's just beautiful countryside. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. And of course the animals, I love animals. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to put links (laughs) to both of those in the show notes. Oh, okay. So people can be entertained if if they haven't watched that. (laughs) Two
0: very different
1: ends of the spectrum. But just shows your level of curiosity in the world and, why yeah. people do things, and then that the second one is definitely a touchstone to your mom, too. Yeah, yeah, you know, so that's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. How about what is your favorite possession? So of course,
0: it's my books. I try not to collect too many because they're so heavy. and when you have to move books, anybody who's moved a lot, you'll know what I mean, and they take up so much space. but so I've paired my collection down to just the ones that I read over and over again and the ones that I want my daughter to read someday to have that same connection. And there's, and I hate to admit this, but it's also my smartphone.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> It's probably it my, because the there's much so, without it. Yeah, yeah. like,
0: I, and there's just so much you can do with it and so much information. It's astonishing to me how there's incredible tools. So they can, you can overuse them, that's for sure. If I had to pick up one thing and leave the house, it would probably be my smartphone.
1: Yeah. It's got our whole life on it. I, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Yes, they've got us. Um, what advice would you give your 25-year-old self? So before we had this podcast,
0: I, I struggled with this one. I almost asked you to take the question off because I struggled with it so much. But because I was in such a different place when I was 25. Now I'm almost 52. And my gosh, I I don't know if my 25 year old self would recognize me now. Oh, yeah. But I'd like to think that I would. <laughs> I think what I would say is. That it's okay to be exactly who you are. There's nothing wrong with your instincts or your judgment. Just keep going. Trust yourself. Try to stop being what other people think you should be. And just be yourself. And it's going to take you down the right path.
1: Okay, that got me a little choked up. (laughs) (laughs) I just care about that so much. Too. I do too. You know, so yeah, it just uh, um, there
0: are a lot of things I wish I could do over. I wish that I had heard that then. Yeah. Maybe I did, but maybe I could have followed the advice. I wish I had been able to do that then. I think. I, yeah, I'm happy with how my life has gone, obviously, but I think that it could have been something else too. I think it would have saved me some heartache. Yeah. Sometimes.
1: Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Last two questions. If you could have a billboard anywhere, where would it be and what would it say?
0: Yeah, it would probably be somewhere along the I-95 corridor, and it would say, slow down. (laughs) (laughs) But like impetus behind that is, you know, stop and think for a minute wherever you are about why you're doing what you're doing and how you're doing what you're doing. What is the impact on people around you and yourself? Just take a second and think about it. The way that you're saying something, the way that you're doing something, and what is the impact? And take a breath, stop, slow down. <laughs> I know not everybody operates in that sphere, but that's probably what my billboard would, would say.
1: But, you know, you can ins- we can be inspired to adapt our style. So those, yeah. I'm very fast paced, but uh, I have learned this over the years. I still, you know, if under stress, I'll go into my big old fast paced disc style, <laughs> um, but I can certainly learn from others who are good at this. That's the whole idea. Yeah. Right. So, yeah.
0: And sometimes
1: the billboard that other people
0: give me is okay, hurry up. Now it's time to do something <laughs> because I love um, your point. you. point. Know, I'll always, yeah.
1: I'll always take, wait a minute let's evaluate where are we that's your Um, strength i mean that's the strength that's the strength and and we can all have pieces of that strength just because we have a tendency to be one particular style we aren't stuck in that mode right no we're not i totally got what you were saying and totally agree with it and said yeah i've adapted a lot of that you know my husband's style is very opposite from mine and i learn so much from him every day
0: me too yeah
1: you know, yeah. so it's kind of what we talked about earlier about learning from each other and yeah, you know, like getting stuck in you know the way we think we are, like owning it and then allowing ourselves to adapt as well when needed. Yeah, and
0: not possible. trying to change anybody else.
1: No. Yeah. no, 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 and appreciating. So yes, yeah. I love that sign and how you said it. It's not about just driving slower either. Right. Right. i <laughs> <laughs> more than that. So last bit of wisdom or advice, you know, about what we've talked about today, about being yourself and the assessments and certification, whatever, whatever things you'd love to share. I'd love to capture that.
0: Okay. I think we've said some of it already, but just to kind of like recap it, maybe. Yeah. Recap it and kind of drive it home. It's so important to develop an awareness about yourself, the way that, you know, you communicate, the way that you are energized and to understand the differences between yourself and others and to recognize your own strengths and their strengths, the differences there, to understand where that might make an impact and intended or unintended on others and kind of understand where you are on that spectrum of behaviors, of motivators and acumen. And then you have so much more capacity to understand other people. So I think we talked about it a little bit when we're learning about the assessment and interpreting other people's assessment, but it's so important to know where you are first, because otherwise you're not really going to understand the whole sphere of the tool. So I I would say, develop that awareness about yourself, your own style, your motivators, your acumen, and then you'll develop a better understanding of where others are, all those three spheres as well.
1: Yeah, and I like what you said earlier about that too. It, it takes a little bit of courage
0: to do that. It takes a lot of courage. You, yeah. It takes humility. Yeah. Yeah. And that can feel really uncomfortable, but it's so important and it'll help you be more successful.
1: And on the other side of it, uh, does the, the courage on the other side of it, it, did it end up not being that scary? It just you thought it yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm so not, glad you think- said
0: that because yeah, it's true. After you've done it, it, it isn't that bad. It's kind of like making a big, like, have you ever made a big mistake and felt yeah. embarrassed? Oh, yeah. And then a- but afterwards, there's kind of a freedom that comes and like a confidence. You're like, hey, it happened. Big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Move on. I, yeah. I survived. Yeah. So did everyone else. And, you know, it helps your confidence grow. So, yeah, absolutely. It, it leads to
1: a very positive place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, you're a great role model and have been wonderful to get to know. And just thank you for taking time out of your busy day to participate in the podcast today. And um, just can't wait to share it with people. And you are going to be a role model for other people who are thinking about using the assessment or maybe are using the assessment. You're a way shower you don't even know it. <laughs> thank you so much.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what to say. That's absolutely wonderful. Thank you. And you have been a fantastic coach throughout this process. It's been my pleasure. Hope others will take advantage of everything that you're doing right now.
1: This is an incredible tool. Thank you. So I hope you enjoyed meeting Anne. I particularly loved so many things about our discussion, but her advice to her 25-year-old self, and I'm going to repeat it um, because I want you to take it in, or maybe you to take it in for others in your life as well. And she says, it's okay to be exactly who you are. There is nothing wrong with your instincts or your judgments. Just keep going. Trust yourself. Try to stop being what you think you should be and just be yourself. And it's going to take you down the right path. That's my wish for you is to know that it's okay for you to be exactly who you are. There's nothing more joyous than um, helping people see their goodness helping people see their strengths and their value. In this lifetime for me, I think Trimetrics and and Hartman's work and all of that ties together for me to be the venue in which I'm going to use that to uh, spread good in the world, to understand myself and my strengths, and then help other people see their strengths. The show notes for today's episode, you'll see links to the things we talk about, which is Workplace Motivators Assessment, um, that statement about what it means to be a great teacher, and then links to the books that Ann talked about can be found at pricelessprofessional.com forward slash Anne. A N N E lowercase. PricelessProfessional.com forward slash Anne. And Wake a Beaker Podcast, you can find all the episodes. This is episode 80. So there's plenty to choose from. We've got them broken down into categories. On the main directory page, and you can find that by going to wakeupeagerworkforce.com. Wakeupeagerworkforce.com. If you enjoyed the show, you can leave us a review or subscribe by going to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash review. That'll help other people find us. Also, would be open to any, any feedback or insights or thoughts. I'm on LinkedIn mostly, so you can share there, find me there, or on our website with contact information. So, pricelessprofessional.com. So glad to be back with podcasting. Check back soon for our next and upcoming episodes. And I can be reached directly by going to pricelessprofessional.com forward slash Susie, S-U-Z-I-E, all lowercase. So it's okay to be exactly who you are. There is nothing wrong with your instincts or your judgments. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in.